When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now with all the Origin teams that I ever coached for New South Wales, I gave them the same message every time they left the dressing room just before kickoff. Trust yourself. Trust your teammates. Believe in yourself. Believe in your teammates. When you see it, do it. And when you do it, do it 100 mile an hour. No fear, no hesitation. These two teams have been in camp together for a week now. They've made promises. They're going to be with each other every step of the way. When these teams take the field tonight, they really will be brothers in arms. Oh, Gus Gould. Last word before an Origin game a few years back. Made the hairs in the back of my neck stand up there. Joining me on the show now, Scott Sattler to talk about State of Origin 2. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Duff. Yeah, they're always great, weren't they? Those pre-game addresses by Gus. And even though he's a passionate Blues supporter and one of the great coaches of origin, uh, it always gave you goosebumps. Um, didn't matter what angle you looked at it from. For some reason, they've stopped those now. Gus doesn't do them anymore. I, I wouldn't mind them seeing seem uh, do more of those in, uh, in the modern era. I'm, I'm fascinated. So in football, the hot gospel footy coach has gone out the window. You know, the bloke that used to give these rousing um, talks before the team took the field. And if anything, the rousing talk comes from the captain when they're already on the field. What, what's the what's the trend in, in rugby league? Does the, does the coach still get them pumped up or is, is that left for the players to do for themselves? No, it's not. I think the less is better is probably, well, that's what I've found over the years is that the coaches that like to talk too much, uh, usually a lot of the information gets gets lost in transition. So uh, the ones that say very, very little have been the greatest coaches in any sport, to be quite honest. And, and you don't need to get fired up for, for NRL games, AFL games, or finals, or especially origin. The, the occasion itself gives you the ability to find motivation and and you, you gain motivation not by the crowd that you're going to be running out in front of or you know the furore that's around origin it's looking amongst your teammates in the dressing sheds and and sort of looking at each other looking at each other in the eye and and just inside yourself you're saying i've got you i've got my mate i'm going to make sure that you're going to play the best game that you've played in origin and that's the difference between i think origin and a normal rugby league game uh, yes, you've got your own, uh, you know, your your own priorities that you've got to try and focus on your game. But Origin's more about a guy that's next to you and making sure that you're going to make sure that he plays the best possible game. And if he gets into any trouble whatsoever, I'm going to be there for you. So it's it's an amazing it's an amazing brand of contact sport. Origin. It's something that that we don't see in any other sport. Uh, the, the amount of passion. Uh, probably Scottish soccer is probably the closest thing, I would think, the Celtics and the Rangers. Um, but it, it has the ability to to draw something special out of players they didn't think they had inside them. You've got to find something extra. And that's what I love about what, what Origin throws at you as a spectator now to, to watch those amazing efforts. 
Hey, why is being favourite for a State of Origin game such a thing that coaches don't want? I notice uh, Billy Slater trying to get away from the notion that Queensland might be favourite in this one. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, Queensland very rarely go in as favourites. I've got to say, I was surprised that they weren't the favourites in Game 1, Queensland, and now overwhelming favourites in Game 2, and they should be as well, based on a team that they've got uh, no interruptions, home crowd, history is against New South Wales. But there's a word called complacency, where, where when you are the favourite playing at home, you tend to feel as a player that, the crowd will get us home or the pressure on New South Wales from the outside will get us home. Everyone questioning New South Wales and the media, that's going to get us home. And that's why the favourite. And then all of a sudden, the, the cherry on top is that you're paying forty with some of the bookies to win the game. Players can consciously just say to themselves, well, yeah, if I just do my job, we'll end up winning the game and everyone else will, will do their job. It'll be fine. But that's where you get yourself into danger, Duff. And this is where the importance of of the coach is not allowing you to be complacent. Now, knowing Billy Slater the way I do and listening to people who know him a lot better than what I do, he was never complacent as a rugby league player. His preparation was methodical for every training session that he did in every game that he played. And listening to him in the media this week, he's hell-bent on not allowing the Queensland side to be complacent uh, in this situation as well. So uh, I've got no doubt we'll see a Queensland side that, that will be playing like their life is on the line and the, like it's game one. What gives Queensland the edge in this game, do you think, Scotty? I think how smooth their preparation has been. Um, yes, they've had three forced changes, but they the players that they brought in have been uh, are fit, they're firing, they're ready to go, they've played Origin before, where New South Wales, they've had Trebojevic come in with an injury cloud, but he's trained all week. Cameron Murray only trained on Sunday. Liam Martin hasn't done a session at all because of HIA protocols, the head knock protocol. The 11 days stand down of playing any games or doing any physical training finishes today for Liam Martin, who was knocked out 11 days ago in a game. So he hasn't trained. And then you've got Latrell Mitchell, who admittedly didn't train with the team, but Everyone thought he was going to play, but he was pulled out of the, the Origin match on the weekend. So they've had a lot of disruption, New South Wales, where Queensland, very streamlined and haven't really heard much at all out of the Queensland camp, to be quite honest. The only pressure they've had on Man Duff is Ben Hunt, their starting hooker, announcing publicly that he's asked for a, a release from his NRL club, the Dragons. But, you know, there was... There's no coincidence about him doing that at this stage where he can be bunkered down in his origin side and his players can protect him. The media can't get at him at all. So they've had no disruption, and that's been, I suppose, the advantage that Queensland have had. And going into the game 1-0 up, playing a Suncorp, uh, plays heavily into your favour as well. That's a really good point, you know. Like I, I, I saw you on um, Fox Sports this morning talking about the Ben Hunt situation, and I didn't think of it the way you've just um, explained it. That the fact that they are locked away and they are bunkered away, it's actually a good time for this to come out. Absolutely, it's you know whether you agree with it or not. And I, I want to see Ben Hunt stay at the Dragons. I want to see good players make clubs that are struggling a lot stronger. And so I hope he fulfills his contract. And I hope the new coach, Shane Flanagan, can sit down and talk about what the club's going to look like and how his legacy can can ensure that 
the Dragons in when he's not there anymore are, are reaping the rewards from his involvement. But outside of that, from a you know from a I suppose you talk a, a, a risk evaluation or crisis management. The best time to do it is when you are bunkered down. You've got a big game ahead of you. You're experienced enough at 300 games and and multiple state of origins that you can handle the pressure and and just let your teammates protect you. And that's exactly what's happened. We haven't heard from Ben Hunt, and that's from a Ben Hunt's point of view, that's perfect for him because he can just focus on tonight. Is there anything about the New South Wales team that that, that worries you as a Queenslander? James Tedesco finding form can single-handedly win a game. Uh, the unpredictability of Mitchell Moses, always questioned about his ability to win big matches, but I've got to say, I've seen him in some real big matches, and he had a lot of pressure on him two weeks ago, coming in to that Monday game, King's birthday holiday game, and, and he just iced the opposition and, and earned his number seven jersey. So um, that's my biggest concern. My other biggest concern is the front row for New South Wales, best front row in the game at the moment, and quite potentially could be the greatest front row we've ever seen, Payne Haas. Now, his home ground is, is Suncorp Stadium. He plays for the Brisbane Broncos. And if he gets on a roll really early, he could, he could set up a really good platform for the likes of Tedesco and Moses. So that's what worries me. Tell us about Suncorp, the, the aura of the place, the atmosphere when you run out there in a big game. Hard to explain, to be quite honest. It's, now, I've, I've played there many times when there's been a, a full crowd, even NRL games when we played the Broncos and there's you know, 48,000, 50,000 people there. And if you are on the receiving end of, of the booze of the crowd, it makes your bones shake. Um, you stand there waiting for a national anthem, whatever it may be, and your bones literally shake inside your body. You, you've never felt anything like it before. and uh, Many liken it to what a Super Bowl would be like in front of 80 or 90,000 people, that the, the noise of the crowd, the decibel level, breaks all, breaks all the public noise restrictions, but I, I think the government allows them a pass mark when Suncorp Stadium games are on. But... You can't explain what your body goes through if you're on the receiving end of it. If you're on the, if you're on the, the side of a welcoming cheer from the Suncorp crowd, it makes you feel like that you're running downhill for much of the game and you feel like you could play for two days if you had to. So um, just two different ends of the spectrum there when it comes to playing at Suncorp in front of a full house. Does Brad Fittler survive if New South Wales loses, Scott? Uh, I don't think he will, but I, I think Freddie, because he's such a passionate Blues player, now he's very complacent. He's a, not complacent, I should say, he, Freddie's got this real sort of zen-like, uh, zen-like Buddha meditation um, persona about him. And to a lot of people, a lot of guys, he doesn't look like he's taking it too seriously. He doesn't look like that he's, he's that confident, but... The underlying factor of, of Freddie Fielder is he's one of the most fierce competitors when it came to rugby league, especially at origin level. He's gone to Suncorp many times and created a, host, uh, a hostile territory and, and be able to hijack the moment for New South Wales. So I think because he cares so much about the blue jersey that if he doesn't win the series, I, I think that he may, I think he may step down himself. Maybe he thinks that that he's, all the juice has been sapped out of him as a coach at origin level and he needs to hand it on to someone else or or 
um, he thinks that that it may be a different approach leading into the 2024 season that he could salvage. So, uh, but he's a proud New South Wales man. Whatever decision he makes, he'll be in the best interest of the jersey. Very quickly, before I let you go, the Newtown Jets are in conversations with West Australian Rugby League about the potential of a, of a joint bid to try and get a team in the competition. Are you aware of it? And uh, if you are, what do you know about it? Everyone is trying to hitch their wagon to um, the Western Australian bid, uh, whether it's the North Sydney Bears, whether it's the Newtown Jets. I personally would love to see the Perth Wildcats uh, the NBL team be extended into a rugby league team. If it's going to work out there, I'd love to see. Oh, that's a good call. Um, I like both, that. Yeah, I'd love to see. I'd love to see the Perth Wildcats become the um, the WA Wildcats or the Perth Wildcats in the NRL. If that's the way it was going to go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's a good. That's a good shout, Scotty. Hey, uh, who wins tonight? Well, as my Queensland head, I'm going to say Queensland are going to win. If they win, I think they win comprehensively. All right, that's. Scott Sattler, and if they do win, he'll be somewhere on Caxton Street, probably Cactus. <laughs> Scotty, good luck. Uh, enjoy the call and uh, look forward to getting your insights on it next week. Thanks, Duff. See you, mate. Scott Sattler, he's part of the SEN and NRL Nation family, always gives us great insights into rugby league on the show. What do you think? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. Give us a call on the open line. That is 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break.